Better Ingredients, Better Podcast here on the Owls Americast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro, and this week uh, I snuck out before the podcast started and after my now one-year-old went to bed to make a little beer run so I didn't end up with a giant cocktail. I went to my favorite local, Alberium Beer Company in New Britain, Connecticut, and I got their new modern American Pilsner dry-happed with citra and saz hops. It is called Corporate Hipster, and I feel a little attacked because the can looks exactly like me, as <laughs> with my fellow beard. hosts can see. Uh, it, it does have a red beard. I, I did used to have red hairs in my beard. They're all white now. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a crisp, refreshing 5.2% Pilsner. I will read the, uh, the, ca- the description on the can. At some point, hipsters got to grow up. Trust funds run dry and you have to afford that artisanal mayo and upscale urban art district living somehow. What are you going to do except trade that vinyl collection in for a modest sedan and climb that corporate ladder? Look, we all make compromises, like still doing a Sheffield Wednesday podcast when they're in League One. That's not on there. I editorialized at some point. And maybe it's okay to walk the streets, a living juxtaposition of yourself. A massive club in League One, perhaps. Sorry, can't make brunch at the new taqueria because me and the boss are hitting the racquetball court at 7 a.m. sharp. It's not all bad. You still got avocado toast and urban beekeeping. And a Carabao Cup preview, which we will get to in a minute. As promised, we have a full slate of four and dragged back onto the podcast from his house in New Jersey. It's Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Good evening, gentlemen. That was a big can to have all that text on it, yeah, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And some strange callbacks. It's a very small imagine. font. I had to hold it very close to my face to read it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm starting the season off uh, strong with a um, bourbon, just a little bit of water in it. Uh, and that's it. I can't remember what I got. It's the, oh, it's the Woodford Reserve, the uh, one with the Kentucky Derby still on it. That you said it was uh, fancy, but I haven't got through it this summertime. So it's very nice. Uh, I'm going to be having one more thing during the podcast as well. Also on the line, our favorite corporate hipster in Queens. It's James Allen. James, what are you drinking? That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Jeff. Thank you. Um, Isn't it good to be back? Isn't it great to have the anticipation of a new season ahead of us? Um, At the moment, I'm drinking just a uh, a fifth hammer Pilsner, but um, let's leave that for one side. I'm uh, going to tell you what I'm going to drink next which is uh, a double IPA from Fifth Hammer. And he's making all sorts of funny sort of gestures, which I have no idea what he's trying to uh, to signal to me, other than he may be trying to do some kind of newfangled podcast sign language. Um, but I'm going to drink Headbutting the Machine, which I think is possibly the best encapsulation of a Sheffield Wednesday podcast I've ever heard of. And rounding out our foursome, not at a hockey tournament this week, Instead, in Massachusetts, our New England owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey guys, good to have some uh, good to have some help back. Uh, I'm drinking a Bell's Oberon this evening. Uh, Bell's is out of Michigan. Oberon is their wonderful uh, summer American wheat ale, uh, citrusy, real crisp, uh, absolutely delicious. I became addicted to it when I lived in. Uh, when I lived in Michigan, couldn't buy it out here for years. And uh, when I was at the store today, they were out of the 12 packs. When I asked a distributor about it, he said, oh, we're done with the summer stuff. 
That's how it usually uh, so works. So you best, yeah. yeah, you best stock up. So I bought myself uh, three four packs of it. In fact, I bought all of their four packs <laughs> of it. So cannot recommend uh, Bell's Oberon enough. Um, but the fact that the summer beer is gone tells me that uh, perhaps uh, it's soccer season coming. It is indeed soccer time. So we'll do a soccer podcast and on the agenda, we have some more Wednesday news, including a new kit. Uh, I actually posted last week's show after the kit was announced, but uh, we recorded it before the kit was announced. We only had the little teaser image, so we'll get some kit hot takes. Um, Patty has done more research for this segment than I think anything, any other segment we've ever done on this podcast. It has nothing to do with the kit. It's a little bit to do with the kit reveal. I'm, I'm reliably informed. We'll then preview the... Huddersfield Town Carabao Cup game this Sunday and wrap things up with a more formal preseason preview. Eh, a little more formal. As formal as we get here on the Owls Americas. We will start with the Wednesday news. We have a new kit. We have a home shirt. We have an away shirt. We have a goalkeeper shirt. We have a beer garden. We have a music video. We have a round table, which I guess is how we are going to Format this. You haven't seen it. Uh, home kit, blue and white stripes. So got that going for it. It is blue and white stripes. Uh, maybe a little narrower than the Owls Talk Forum would prefer. Your mileage may vary. A pink and black away kit and an all orange goalkeeper kit. So, Justin, you're already shaking your head. So I guess we'll start with your thoughts. My eight-year-old son saw the kits and there's kind of a moment of silence. And uh, I said, I don't know, bud, what do you think of those road kits? And he pauses and he said, now we'll look like pigs. And I realized he was 100% right. And we should never, ever, ever, ever play in pink. They're pretty sharp. Uh, you know, you can wear them out, do whatever. But I don't like the color pink. I don't care for it on football shirts. And I definitely don't care for it with us. I'm going like two out of 10 stars and very, very disappointing uh, to see that pulled out. Give us, give me a black, give me a yellow, uh, give me an orange, even give me a random green or purple. Uh, do not give me a pink uniform. Boo. I will be buying this day one. It's available just to be clear. I love this away kit. I would go, this is, I think the best away kit we've had since. <sighs> Yeah, man, I have to go back to, like, I did, like, the yellow and blue Azerbaijan Land of Fire one. I thought that was pretty sharp. But maybe back all the way to the uh, black and yellow, like, pinstriped Sheffield Children's Hospital. I, I, will, I, will, I love this kit. I will buy it the day it comes out. I guess we're starting with the away kit, Patty. I like the pink shirt. No problems with pink shirt whatsoever. I'm on, your, I'm on, the, on the same boat with you, Jeff. My, my, my issue, uh, which I got persecuted for on Twitter, was the, the loving that the Sheffield Wednesday fan base had with what was essentially a very average indie band singing the lyrics, holding on for dear life, while a few of our players listlessly mill about a trendy beer guy and looking disinterested, which obviously wasn't a real stretch for our players. That's what they did for most of last season anyway. 
It's also I imagine that most of the crowds at Sharks gigs are anyway wearing terrible clothes, desperately trying not to make eye contact with people, and looking fucking miserable. It's just it wasn't the best kit launch in our history. They were singing "Holding On for Dear Life" in a kit launch video, and no one got the irony. No Maybe it wasn't it. meant to be ironic, Fatty. Have you watched the team the last few years? I'm the one that's out <laughs> in touch with local culture. I'm the one that got slagged on Twitter saying that there is a terrible kit launch video. Uh, and, and then, I thought, you know, I thought there was a better song uh, to to kind of like launch a fucking season with. So I looked on their latest album. It's like they've written Sheffield Wednesday's history. They've got a song called Chasing Shadows, most of our defense. Was it really worth it? Exactly. <laughs> Just simply blue. Yes, we are all blue. And then finally on the album, same album this by the way, nobody knows. Yep. <laughs> Rackets what they're doing, I assume. I mean, the really good album is about Sheffield Wednesday, so maybe they are the best band for the job, and I was wrong all along. Uh, and how the is fucking, it fair to say you've got an opinion about this? The kit looks like a fucking Tesco fucking uh, carrier bag. It's terrible. From Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking the, Tesco carry bag blowing down the beach in Brighton. I'm not a huge fan of the home kit. I don't even mind the stripe width. I'm not a big fan of the, you know, sort of the, the split back so you can actually read the numbers. Who cares? Uh, and the collar looks a little weird too. So, you know, whatever. It's, it's not. I like the well. keeper shirt. I may actually get a keeper shirt this mm. year. This is such like a, such a Wednesday reaction to a kit launch, right? You know, we, <laughs> We finally get ourselves like a proper manufacturer of kits who can actually, you know, assemble something that doesn't look like it's been sewn together by your grandma. And um, we want to find everything wrong with it. Like the fucking stripes are the wrong width. Oh, blah, blah, blah. The uh, the collar's a bit too white. I mean, it looks all right. It's not too bad, honestly. Like as a home shirt, it's it's tidy enough. Where, are you, on, where are you on the away kit, James? Uh, I'm really bored of all of our away kits. So why not do a pink one? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm not getting all excited. Like Some people are like, this is the best waker ever. I mean, come off it. It is, it is a complete bog-standard, fancy-coloured um, waker that doesn't mean anything. What I don't like is, like, why does everything have to be so textured patterns? Can't we just have, like, some basic kind of, you know, block colouring? Like, can the like blue the stripes now be blue every, stripes? Like, it's not even just Wednesday. It's like Everton put out a blue kit with, like, weird graphic art just all over it it's just it's like the current trend in kit design and i agree it's it's silly i don't mind the idea of being like you know some graphic art but if you can do graphic art like do the 1996 you want the white giant watermark of like hillsborough stadium yeah around there yeah exactly you know right hillsborough in there but it's fine it's they're both fine kits there's nothing fundamentally wrong with them they got that out before the season started always a good sign the way that Paddy just trashed modern Sheffield culture in every single <laughs> aspect of his analysis. It wasn't just the kit. It was where the kit was launched. It was the band. It was it know, the attitude. It was launched. I've never been to that beer garden. I've never been to it. It looks fine. Plastic the beer fan was right here. Was in, that, in that video. It was the fucking band and it was the fucking Tesco bag kit. Just as, as your favourite resident corporate hipster, I'll tell you what really pisses me off about the Sherlocks. They've got a song called NYC in which they sing about drinking Starbucks in a New York hotel. If you live in NYC, you do not drink <laughs> Starbucks. For fuck's sake. Get anyway, a blue bottle, see? come on. Fuck you now, what a mess they are. <sighs> well, ten, uh, ten pigs in a traffic cone on a field. <laughs> That's what we're going to look like, guys. So well, I hope you're fucking happy. At least we have an episode title <laughs> hope now. hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> At least it won't be a ginger trafficker. 
Uh, well, those Sherlock's fans listening, by the way, send your complaints through to Jeff Potter Nostra on Twitter. Uh, yeah. It's just You know where to find Patty. It'll be at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, there will be some new players in that kit, including a new goalkeeper dressed like a traffic cone. Bailey Peacock Farrell, uh, full season loan from Burnley, uh, Northern Ireland's number one. Uh, James, you're the one. Actually, uh, James, you did say that you would be positive on this podcast. They signed a goalkeeper before we started I, recording. So I did. Let's, and let's that hear was your positive take. Well, here's my biggest positive take. Our number one goalkeeper for the next season will not be either of the two goalkeepers who it could have been a week ago. There's a positive take. Um, look, I mean, all due, due respect to Joe Wildsmith and Cameron Dawson, both of whom, um, you know, have come up through the academy, done well at times. Neither of them have really proven themselves to be exceptional goalkeepers. And if we want to start to build a foundation of a side, we need a good, solid, reliable keeper. Um, Kieran Westwood clearly isn't going to be that keeper. So we had to look elsewhere. And I wasn't convinced we were going to be able to get someone in with calibre. And um, yeah, he... Look, I don't know a whole lot about him, but he, he's got pedigree. He's obviously you know, playing international football for Northern Ireland. He was in the Leeds team that challenged pretty hard a couple of years ago for promotion before they finally got over the line. Um, obviously, he's got some experience playing at a Premier League club, and I guess he's got a lot to prove to try and show that he can get back in at Burnley. So, yeah, I think it's a good signing, um, and it gives us the first in a series of positions we need to build a new spine. So I am positive for this one, Jeff. Fully positive. I am for this season. I'm a little, a little confused why he's taking a loan in League One. Because we're massive. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's guaranteed first team football, I guess. But there isn't a championship team where he'd be an upgrade on the number one keeper. That's what I thought too, Jeff. But people are saying that most championship teams have got a kind of first choice that they like, which I haven't done much research into that. But I, I took mm-hmm. the the word as granted. My only disappointment with the BPF is that he wasn't as posh looking as his name suggests. <laughs> I was, I was he is a little a, goofy looking. I was picturing a 1930s British aristocrat with a Bailey Peacock Farrell name. He looks as like any backup key from Burnley would look. I, I think Jeff snorted when I dropped his name last week. <laughs> so, how how British can you get? Right? I mean, he's from Darlington. I don't know anything about Darlington. I will defer Darlington James is not on that. posh. No, <laughs> I, I, can, I can guarantee you that he's an unposh place in the northeast of England. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little little bit like in Durham County. Oh, Durham County is better than Darlington. Maybe it's from the posh part of uh, Durham County. The town is home to Darlington Football Club, which plays in National League North. I mean, you wonder talking about why he's here. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week, and we're going to talk about it with some of the other guys coming on board or, or people that are, you know, rumored to be coming on board. But, like, people are buying what Darren Moore is selling right now. Like, that is obvious. You know, people are willing to wait to join this club. People are willing to come down. Apparently, two leagues to join this club. Uh, you know, and this is this is part of my overall feelings of positivity right now is that it, it seems like people, for whatever reason, maybe ignorance, are really interested in coming to play for Sheffield Wednesday. Here's uh, here's my even more positive take on that, Justin. Not only are they willing to do all those things, they actually think they're going to get paid to do so. <laughs> Which says that we've solved our cash flow problems. Uh, Idiots. Joining Billy Peacock Farrell on loan. Attacking midfielder Lewis Wing from Middlesbrough. Is that right? Is it Middlesbrough? 
Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. Neil Warnock was yeah. apparently a fan of him, uh, and he said that he begged him uh, to go to us. Meanwhile, the Rotherham fans are saying, oh, we must have paid him more, we must have given him a fee, it always works like this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let this sink in, Rotherham fans. We just got relegated after our worst season of record. Our chairman is totally incompetent. Half our squad has left. We can't pay any wages, and yet we're still a better attractive club than Rotherham United are. Right? <laughs> that is just sweet as hell. Uh, you take the little victories. I have a moment. I mean, what we else can we got? <laughs> Browns 3-1 by Huddersfield in the Carabao Cup. There are some rumors as well. Uh, they have been linked. Well, can can yeah, I just jump in on yeah, the yeah. swing a little bit? Because he seems huge, like he's legitimate number ten. I, I'm I'm a huge fan. So that's yeah. the thing we talked about last week. What what do we need to to look for? And I said honestly, in the end, my my number one thing was some uh, an attacking central midfielder. And we've got you know maybe another one on the radar. So so that's pretty good. But Lewis Swing, I liked him when I saw him last year. Um, you know, he can distribute from that position. He can shoot. I think he's pretty good at free kicks as well. Like, it, to me, this is, I asked last week, well, who's going to play in that position? And I don't know if he's going to be, you know, the guy to sort of direct all the traffic from there or he's going to be able to do it for 45 games or whatever. But I I really like his game. I This, this acquisition had me legitimately excited. Possible other sources of excitement include George Byers, Marvin Johnson, and Josh Sims. Uh, I think we'll start with Josh Sims, Fatty Jones, because you're uh, a little bit familiar with him. A rare player in League One we've been uh, linked to or signed. I actually have seen him play live. <laughs> so Josh Sims spent about, uh, I think, maybe 10 to 15 games on loan at Red Bulls um, from Southampton uh, a year and a half, two years ago, maybe. Uh, and we were trying to get him back, um, but Southampton turned us down. I couldn't get a green card one or two. It was during COVID. Um, but anyway, yeah, I really liked him. He's direct. He's busy. Uh, he tries to make things happen. He can put a good uh, cross in. He likes a shot too. Uh, for me, from what I saw in that 10, 15 games, he, he could be a starter in League One. Uh, I'm guessing he's there for depth and options. He's a free agent, so it would be a signing we're getting rather than a loan, which is also the, the right ballpark, right? We're looking for He's still relatively young. <laughs> So I'm, free I'm, transfer, yes, that's what we're looking for, Patty. <laughs> yeah, free transfers are loans, but I'd rather have a free transfer than a loan. Obviously, because mm-hmm. it means hours. Uh, and I think he's got potential uh, from what I saw. Patty, can I just uh, qualify one phrase you used there? You said he can put a good cross in. Yeah, I, can I, I mean that that doesn't sound like a Wednesday player whatsoever. <laughs> apart from uh, apart from one we're going to talk about in the minute by the surname of Hunt. We talked about George uh, we can Hunt, we can uh, trade it out to him though. I think we talked about Jack Hunt last week. Oh, well, you guys may have spoken to him last week, but Paddy and I, this is our first podcast of the season. So <laughs> yeah, let's talk I, about I tried to get you both on yesterday. That sounds like a you problem. That sounds like a you problem. So Sims played with more at Doncaster. Um, he had eight assists in League One last year. Like, I, I absolutely think this is a guy who, yes, there's depth because we've got, you know, by the time this the smoke clears, we could somehow have like five or six legit wingers um and and he's somebody who can clearly you know get the job done in this division and you know we'll, we'll talk about i'm sure we'll talk about needing a striker but you know here's yet another guy that you maybe wonder if we don't get a striker in, do we have enough other guys who are going to score you know eight to ten goals that maybe having that one guy we can get away with not having that i don't know more depth for the midfield might be on the way. Uh, George Byers 
from uh, Swansea City, was on loan at Pompey last year, has been linked with a move to the club. Yeah, he's the other guy that uh, could be could kind of fit in that number ten role. He's he's a pretty good passer of the ball, though he's he's better on D than Wing is. Wing does not seem to give a shit about tracking back or taking care of that, and that's fine. Like you just gotta prepare for that. But Byers seems to be a little more of a complete player. And I know from what I saw, the Swansea uh, the Swansea fans were not happy. They they didn't necessarily think he would be a great championship player, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he provided good depth for them. And, hey, having having Scottish midfielders is uh, <laughs> something we're pretty good at. So add another one to the pile. Uh, possibly more winger depth. Marvin Johnson, another uh, Middlesbrough player. We still known at Sheffield United, though. How do we feel about that? I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I just want to get the fuck out of this division. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another guy that can play striker, too. Mm-hmm. He, he was fairly solid in United game. as well. Yeah, I was going to say he was never present last season for Borough, and then I think if I'm right, he played for United in their promotion season, right in the Championship. So yeah, only eleven appearances, um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, pedigree. Then I mean, we've got to remember where we are, and all these players have got the right sort of profile to perform at level, or they perform well above the level. So, you know, they're actually just take a much broader perspective they are far better signings and more plentiful signings than i had any anticipation we'd be making a month ago like alone two months ago so i've got to give the club credit for that um the fact that they are making purposeful steps recruitment wise that we're going to have a substantially stronger team starting the season than we started pre-season with is is real real progress it's a season like darren moore is building the squad around an actual like tactical plan as well he's he's getting players that fit how he wants to play so I, he obviously did not have that at his disposal last year as they were selected three managers ago at that point or whatever <laughs> uh with some entries there are also some exits uh the only one of note this week that's official is cameron dawson is going on loan to exeter city so joe wildsmith i guess has been uh will be the number two keeper which i think is probably the right decision uh there have been various times where Dawson has looked like the number one of the future, but I think probably in the last, I don't know, year or so, Dawson, uh, uh, Wildsmith probably overtook him again. Wildsmith was also hurt for large chunks of that as well, and, you know, Wildsmith is probably fine as a backup keeper at this level. Do we think anyone else is headed out in the coming weeks? Yeah, I think we're going to get rid of a lot of uh, the kids, which uh, is, again, is a refreshing change of strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So for a while that we kind of hoard um, like players in under-23s and on the bench and in the physio room more than anything. Um, but uh, Moore said in the, an interview, I think, yesterday today, that he wants to get more of them out on loan. And that, that could mean like, Alex Hunt, maybe Ryan Galvin, uh some of the, like Kieran Brennan maybe too, and even the players further down the list that we expected might have been brought into the first team. If he continues signing players at this rate, he might not need them as a depth. It's best to get them out on loan, maybe at a lower league level, like a League Two, for instance, like Cameron Dawson's gone to. So for me, all positive, being run like a proper football club in League One rather than a Mickey Mouse team in Championship. They also got their first... I think it is their first friendly win. No, I have not been keeping particularly close tabs on the friendlies, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, they beat Port Vale. 
Uh, interesting lineup. No Barry Bannon, no Josh Windass, who's hurt, and no Callum Patterson, who's apparently carrying a knock as well. But no problem. Lewis Wing with an uh, assist on a corner. An assist on a corner. A set-piece goal. Uh, good to see Dominic Iorfa back in action as well. And a lovely little goal from Fizz as well. Is uh, is Wings' assist the fastest assist in Sheffield Wednesday history between signing and playing a game for us? I, I think it was announced about three hours before kickoff. I think you're on entirely the wrong podcast to ask that question because we will now seriously <laughs> speculate. Jeff will open his phone and go on to Wikipedia for the next half hour. I'm not doing any we still won't be <laughs> Someone tweet Wednesday, ask him that question. We should uh, we should ask the at Al Stats or whatever it is Twitter handle that's cropped up the rival to Peter Lohman and see who gets there fastest. Hang on, isn't that your podcast? Al's about stat. What happened to that? It's on hiatus. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's somewhat reliant on the being interesting financial wait, wait, news. You can, you can do that. You can go on hiatus from a Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> yeah, podcast. No, no, I was never no, informed of this. It's like a special edition, you know. We only get together most last season. Uh, do we think this is a, a harbinger of anything? I don't know how severe Windows's injury is, but was perhaps Darren Moore trying to see what the team looked like and how they played without Barry Bannon running the show? I mean, Bannon probably doesn't need a particularly much of a run out. He's a veteran player at this point, but still. I don't know. He was looking a bit, um, I don't know, uh, that kind of like preseason belly that uh, actually knew you used to turn up with. He had a bit of that going on. Uh, wearing, wearing those baggy shirts that you tend to get uh, in the preseason, uh, I, I don't think there's much in it as far as um, Bannon goes. I think it's really unfortunate that Windass looks like he might be out for a month, six weeks, and maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of puts him past the transfer deadline, which in some respects uh, is good for us and that he'll still be here, but in bad, some respects bad for us because he's injured. <laughs> uh, Patterson I'm interested in. He seemed to have spent that time off getting his hair shaved off, which made to, might be the like, reason why he couldn't play. He was maybe took a nick at the back of the neck or something like that, bled out. Does anyone see the photos of him? He's like completely bald. The thing is, though, Paddy, he hasn't lost any of the timber that he was carrying, not, <laughs> not in pre-season, but at the back end of last season. So just the smaller his head gets, the more, more pronounced his rest of him gets. You would think having so, spent so, um, you know, several years no, I, I, on the Scottish the national kind of... team with... Uh, Bannon and Fletcher, they could hook him up with some quality hair restoration. Well, okay. Fletcher can. Hmm. Sh- well, Fletcher really ball. can't. Did you see the picture of him during the Euros? That hair is rapidly diminishing. Mm. Uh-huh. So he's what? Kind of... he, he had like a man bun three months no, ago. He's suffering a bit of case of the Barry Bannons, the, uh, the receding <laughs> replenished hairline. But no, just coming back to Bannon for a second, like Everyone loves the speculation, but genuinely, from what I can tell, I think he's got a bit of a back injury, right? I mean, just let that be. But if if we still have Bannon at the beginning of the season, I'm not sure who it reflects badly on because he shouldn't be playing League One football. If you if you're objective for a second, he shouldn't be at Wednesday. He should be playing for a Championship club. So I don't know if that reflects on him for not forcing a move or Championship clubs for not coming and getting him. But I, I'm astonished if we take him into the season. I really am. Or perhaps a transfer policy that never knows when to actually sell a player. Maybe. Who knows? Del Fonchastri moves in mysterious ways, as we've found. Well, if uh, Barry Bannon is wearing the armband for 
a League One debut at Charlton. He will be cheered on by 3,000 Wednesday fans, Patty. That is the current allocation for their first. I'm sure they'll fill it. Oh, yeah. People are getting excited about trading Excited for a trip for to Charlton. <laughs> yeah. And it's a Quarantine does funny things off, to right? people, yeah. <laughs> this is I mean, this is a perfect uh, welcome back for Wednesday fans, isn't it? Uh, an away trip to London, a mm. uh, smaller ground, is exactly what they want uh, to come back to. So for those lucky 3,000s, uh, travel safely, be safe, and uh, have a fantastic time. Can we also say be COVID safe? Because I'm really not entirely sure I'd want to be in that 3,000 travelling fans on a train <laughs> down to uh, St Pancras. But anyway, you know, all the rest. Good luck, guys. Keep it positive. Yeah, go on. No, don't keep it positive. Keep it <laughs> negative. 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 Uh, take a break. Come back. We'll do a pair of previews for both Huddersfield and the general Wednesday season. Now it's time for a game preview. Yeah, we, there's there's going to be games and we're going to have to watch them. That is an unfortunate truth uh, of the rest of the year. And we start with the Carabao Cup first round game Sunday at 8 a.m. Maybe on ESPN Plus. Maybe not. They haven't said it's on ESPN Plus, but they have the rights to show it. And they tend to show all of these. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll get a little Wednesday player going. But regardless, Justin, what do you have for us with the annoyingly familiar Huddersfield Town? Annoyingly familiar is a great call, Jeff. Uh, so they're still in the championship. They finished 20th despite uh, only winning three games uh, since the first of the year. Um, they were a bit of a disaster. How many did uh, Wednesday win after the first of the year? More, more than that. One, three. More yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I, I actually, you know, it's. I, I know we've all repressed memories of uh, doing this podcast over yeah, last spring. Uh, but I, I vaguely I remember do, they're very attack oriented and can't defend, and they have a foreign uh, manager, Carlos Corberon, who uh, mm. spent time uh, got his big break working under Bielsa at Leeds yeah. uh, as the U twenty three coach and as an uh, assistant coach, and he, and he plays the same style. He wants his team to uh, possession, quick forward passing, you know, smooth the ball up the field. Um, I, I guess last year, really, they just they got pushed back too far. So they weren't even able to build up from the back. And frankly, they didn't have the players to do it. He He's brought in uh, excellent, uh, supposedly, from what I've read, uh, an excellent uh, distributor at center back, Levi Caldwell, who's on loan from Chelsea. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of thought that he'll be on Chelsea's back line in, in a few years uh, to go along with a lot of attacking wing players. Um, they're going to uh, play a 4-3-3, uh, um, try to move the ball around, get it upfield, and uh, go down the left side. We're looking at uh, Josh Caroma, Harry Toffolo, and Lewis O'Brien running that left side. But they have a variety of wingers as well, so... Um, We'll we'll see how they do. Supposedly that four three three is where they'll be, but it could be uh, a different formation. And of course, uh, Patty, their newest acquisition uh, and their uh, striker, who usually needs somebody else up top of them, but could be alone in the middle. Patty, is that a friend in yours, John, John Rhodes? 
Yeah, Patty, how many goals is Jordan Rhodes going to score in the championship this year? Uh, what Don't ruin spot? the season preview. You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, my fault. I'm my under fault. a. I'm under a. a NDA. <laughs> he uh, he does he does occasionally occasionally have the the odd hot flash, doesn't he? Where he kind of uh, you know <laughs> really, really kind of you know comes into form and then everything kind of you know becomes a little bit uncomfortable and unpleasant for a while. It's a good job then that he's playing for Huddersfield Town because they are now the menopause-friendly employer. Uh, according to Huddersfield Town News, I just shared this in the chat window, and Justin's looking very confused. We're we're, we're kind of railroading his uh, professional preview of the game, but essentially. Huddersfield Town are the comedy club of the championship, by the way. My friend supports them, and every single season, there's at least 10 stories which are all, all bizarre. And I was looking at the ra- latest news, and the headline is, Town Become Menopause. <laughs> but then they cut off short. It's Town Become Menopause. you got to do that search engine optimization a little better than that. <laughs> quick, quick disclaimer. We are also a menopause-friendly podcast, and we uh, we totally applaud their efforts to uh, to draw attention to the fact that this should not be in any way a discriminatory situation. But, but we don't have a badge. There's a menopause-friendly badge, James. I'm looking at the website now. Huddersfield Town have a badge that they say they're committed to being a menopause-friendly employer. We need to get on this badge train and get ourselves some menopause-friendly badges. <sighs> So we have any predictions for like how do you think Wednesday set up? So it's the cup game. Yeah, I'm dragging it back, Patty. We're done. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the cup game, but it's also sort of the first run out for for a new squad that's still trying to, you know, figure out how to play four two three one and integrate new players. What is the well? How would you treat this game? Would you just treat it as sort of a another training? You know, they're friendly in a way where you're just trying some things out and trying to figure out who your best 11 are, your first choice 11 are, or do you think Moore already has an idea of who that is? And, like, look, there's – it's going to be a crowded fixture schedule, but this is an opportunity to, you know, go out after the absolute doom and gloom of last season. You know, go out, get a result against a team that might not be taking it as seriously because they're probably going to be in a in a relegation scrap in the championship and, you know, get some good vibes. I think we go full, absolutely full strength squad. I think I think what we will see on Sunday morning is what Darren Moore thinks is the best team that we can uh, best team that we can put out there. Um, I'll, I'll go bold bold prediction for this. I say that we uh, we shock Huddersfield with a uh, uh, let's say. One to one during regular time, directly to penalties, and we win on penalties. We've gotten uh, good at penalties, so there you go. For us. There you go. When you say we're good at penalties, are you talking about we in the Wednesday sense or we in the English football sense? <laughs> I mean, it's not been a great. Look, I did not want to even oh, no, no, no. dig I, into I, that I at myself. any point in time. I'd rather talk about the menopause thing than the Euros. So. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to talk about the Euros if we uh, want to get into that, but we don't. So let's instead go to the general preseason preview. As we do, we have a series of questions that I will pose to each of our co-hosts, and I will answer as well about the upcoming 20, what is this, 2021, 2022? I'm going to be 40 at the end of this. That's going to be fun. All right. So another year lost to this club. doesn't really matter at this point. They're just numbers. <laughs> we'll start with a very simple one. Who scores the most goals for Wednesday and how many? Patty. 
Oh, I don't know. Um, we've got so many new players. I we think, do. Um, you can pick one of them if you want. You I'm can pick go Jordan Rhodes new... again. I don't care. No. no. Uh, I'm going to go with Shodipo. Moses Shodipo. He, he scored a fair few as a, as a winger. Uh, he was on loan at Oxford last year, right? Yeah, I'm hoping he, he starts. Well, obviously, we don't know at the moment who's going to start, but um, he's got he's got the most goals in League One currently in our team. That's the that's the bold claim, but I'm going to go with it. So I'm confident with your prediction, Patrick. Yeah, I can actually get a. I actually know some of the sports Oxford United. It's an American, so I can get him on for the preview. But I also asked him about Shadipo, and he said he basically said it's a good time to shout out if anyone knows people <laughs> in America that have League One fans that we can speak to yeah uh, come in touch it, with yeah. us um but he said uh very quality league one winger uh, tended to get a little uh, gas towards the end of matches and possibly because of the way oxford tended to play which is very like up and back i uh, was you know sort of very uh it asked a lot of their wingers in terms of work rate and stuff like that so okay. but thought he's yeah thought he was a quality player at this level so, Quick okay. aside, Patrick, how, about, how many other League One supporters groups are there in New York? Well, Sunderland, I assume. Sunderland it's going to be a Pompey group, right? Ipswich. Ipswich, yeah. I haven't seen them. No, I've no, never seen Ipswich. I've never seen Charlton. There was a Charlton guy, one of my friends, we moved to LA. I asked him to come on the podcast, and he said he doesn't care anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah, you can do that too, apparently. Hiatuses, apathy, <laughs> these are all options. Not for us, apparently. All right, uh, how many goals? Oh, um, 13. I'm actually going to put it in the doc so we can just reference it. Patty, did you randomly guess 13? What do you think? Yes. <laughs> Patty, right. guess, how many, guess how many goals he had in League One last year. No, I, I, def- I knew it was 13 or 14. Yeah, it's 13. Well done. Didn't he get like... Nine assists or something to you? I was listening last week. No, three assists. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know that you take it. I'll take. Long. I'll take thirteen goals <laughs> so and three assists. I'll that. sign up for that right now. Yes. James. It's clearly going to be Dean Windus. Um, his son is mm. what I meant to say. Um, Josh. Um, thirteen even the, even goals. With the injury. Thirteen right. goals before he sold in January. Oh, interesting. Uh, Justin. Uh, I would argue Shadipo as well, uh, but that's boring. So I will say uh, TBD. Somebody who's not yet on the team. Okay, we'll we'll give How's you that. that? You, can, you can take the field. You want the field? I'll take the field. The with field. How many goals? Fifteen. Fifteen goals. Right. I like the field. Uh, I hope how we sign the field. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go with. I wish I had better information. It just feels like Callum Patterson's like a twenty-goal scorer in this league. I just think he puts himself about. He's got some pacey wingers. He doesn't have to really run. I mean, he actually, obviously, he, his work rate is really not the issue. I'm going to say Callum Patterson. I'm going to say he feels like a twenty-goal year striker, but it's Wednesday, so seventeen. I will. I will go seventeen goals for Callum Patterson. Wow. Wow. All right. Horse. We already <laughs> referenced the Papa John's trophy. So correct me if I'm wrong. I do remember our last stint in League One. And I thought the it was not called the Papa John's trophy. That, I don't remember what it was called in 
Johnston's paint trophy. Johnston's paint trophy. Thank you. Uh, I thought they had like regular. It was like a regular knockout tournament, but you stayed in your region for the like it was north or south for the first however many rounds. But now it's <laughs> it's whatever the equivalent of European knights are when you're going to new- only to Newcastle. And <laughs> a bunch of League Two teams. It's regionalized group stages. Yeah, but it's actually like it's like a group stage. Group yeah. stages. Yeah. yeah, which is I'm actually I gotta be honest. I, it's, it's, it's a little, no it's a little interesting. At least. Super cool. Super. cool. I would not I gotta... say super cool. But... <laughs> well, Jeff, what the fuck else do we have to root for? <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we? So when we say super cool, you mean the format is super cool as opposed yes, to yes, the fine, um, the fine, possible questionable fine. racist for... heritage of the sponsor. <laughs> fine we won't get into the 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 pop i have to go try to navigate like new dead spin for the article i want to find and i refuse to do that so but if you were wondering what sheffield wednesday's group is oh, there's a lot of teams in this yeah so it's uh it's okay so here it is i got northern know, group h it is h h we're in northern group a- h b c d f g <laughs> Yeah, well, it's oh, the last. Know. So it's it's there's I guess so there's eight northern groups and eight northern groups. Six, sixty-four so teams. It's, it's oh, league. No. It's league one and league two teams plus sixteen under twenty-one academies. Yes, this and, is going to go on forever. <laughs> this, uh, this, yes, it is stage, probably. Patty. Well, not if you it's don't get out of the group stage. stages, Patty. <laughs> uh, but in the group stage, Sheffield Wednesday will be facing the aforementioned Newcastle United under twenty-ones, Harrogate Town, and Mansfield Town. Who we have a little bit of history with? Sure. Oh yeah. Oh my. That's Lord the that's the squad that had the uh, complaints against Forestieri a couple of years yes. ago. Yes. No, no. I, I, this may may be a completely niche reference or otherwise, but I feel like Wednesday's life has just become Shit's Creek. Like you know, <laughs> in a way, yeah. We we are having to rebuild ourselves in totally different circumstances. Yeah, League One is the motel. So I assume, what are they taking top two and then it's 32 knockouts probably? I don't know. I've not looked this up. Yes. Okay. And I, would, I, I, I would guess, I, I actually don't know this, but I would guess that there's actually, it would probably start at 16 regional knockouts, right? So you've got down to 32, but you've I, got 16 in the north, 16 in the south, and they'll sure, merge sure, at yeah. some point. some point, yeah. Now that sounds like Game of Thrones. Hmm. Can we just lose in the group stages, please? No, Patty. No, Patty, trophies. is that what you're predicting out in the group stages? Uh, oh, no, my prediction is we're going to go out second round to Kaiserslautern. <laughs> okay, I'll put that down. Uh, second round. Didn't they go out of business? Kaiser. <laughs> I think they are a Phoenix club now. That's why they're in the uh, Papa John's Trophy. League <laughs> 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 one of two teams, 16 under 21 academies, and bankrupt Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's close to Papa John's heart. Uh. All inclusive, James. <laughs> slices. Anyway, sorry, Jeff. Go on. James, how far do Wednesday get in the Papa John's Trophy? Uh, Group E. Not how it works. <laughs> Wait, do we get promoted to Group E? Is that how it works? This isn't the Nations, Nations League. Not the League of Nations. That's a yeah. political enterprise. The um, whatever that thing that preceded the Euros, when no one knew what the hell was going on, was. Oh, if we get oh, fucking eight divisions before uh, we get into the knockout stages. We're going to be here for like, sixteen years. <laughs> That's League One. Mm. 
<laughs> James, do you, do you do you have an official prediction? <laughs> or is it just Group E? Uh, the third round. What is that even? I don't know what that means. I'm gonna put it down. <laughs> we don't know how the tournament works. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm going to assume third round. So second round will be the first knockout phase and whatever happens. and thing, no, Fine. We will lose somewhere between the group stage and not winning it. You, you, can't, you can't take all the other rounds, James. Justin, your official prediction. I was going to say third round, uh, which, yes, would be the second round would be the first knockout. And those, I'm going to be the optimistic guy. I'd say the fourth round. We will win two knockout rounds before getting eliminated from this tournament. Alright. I... I see, a, I see a Wembley day in our future. So I'm gonna go that Wednesday make the finals. And I, so my original funny uh, answer here was that Manchester United finally get their revenge for the loss in 1991 by having their under 21s beat us in the finals at Wembley in this tournament. Oof. But I assume it's I assume it's like Northern Division against Southern Division. So I was trying to figure out what would be the funniest uh, Southern team to beat us in uh, the finals, so. and it's yes, we lose another Cup final to Arsenal <laughs> only if they're under 21. <laughs> Uh, can we just talk about the ethics of this for a second? Right. If one of the Premier League under-21 teams wins it, the optics of that is kind of a bit stinky to me. It doesn't It doesn't really smack of giving the lower leagues a chance. Well, I That was a big issue when they first proposed that. Well, this was originally they were trying... This, this goes back to them trying to get the under-21s into the lower leagues, like a lot of other uh, European countries do. Like They wanted to have youth teams playing in like League 2. Without like like promotion locked, they couldn't get higher than League One, I think, if I recall. This is just, uh, you know five six years ago at this point, but like Red Bulls B or whatever you call them. Yeah. Well, that's right. Like Spain's a great example. Like Barcelona B is in. Don't know if they're in the Segunda, but they're they're pretty. They're in the professional ranks. Mm. You know, so that that was the big push. Uh, you know, once again, the top six looking to right. I think the, run I think everything. This was like an EFL thing where they wanted to get young English players more match experience. And it turns out we just, oh, we, whatever. It turns out they just send their good ones to the Bundesliga and then don't play them in the Euros. So it's fine. <laughs> it's working out great. All right. Uh We'll go from my optimistic note to whatever this next question is. This is a yes or no question. Uh, it's a, well, a two-part yes or no question. Do Sheffield Wednesday get a point deduction for not paying their players this year? If you answer yes, will it be uh, six points so before the new year or three points after the new year? Patty. Um, I'm going to be optimistic and say no, they do not. Patty says no. James. James, you have to unmute your mic. I know you've been oh, off like for a while. A, it's like being on a normal meeting, this. Like, <laughs> oh, you're on mute. First time it's happened in podcast history. Um, yeah. No, I'm going to go with Paddy. I'm going to go with the optimistic no, because I can't believe we'd assign the players we have unless we could assure their agents that they were going to get paid. Mm. Justin. Yeah, I'm on that train. Mm. 
I, I, I have yeah. to prove I'm buying a house at the moment. I have to prove I have so much money to afford a house to buy, which is nowhere near the amount of a contract of a professional football. I assume, yeah. uh, and the amount of like paperwork I have yeah, to give. Yeah, you live to in New Jersey. It might be. It's certainly in League One, probably. <laughs> it's not a wink and a nudge. I'm not in the mafia. Yeah. Uh, I so mean, surely, like you say, Chelsea has to prove he can afford to pay these players somehow. I mean, if, uh, if the, the EFL, EFL was securing right? mortgages, the housing collapse in 2008 <laughs> right. would have been way worse. So. <laughs> If it was the EFL, I'd agree with you. But like Burnley would not sanction Peacock Farrell or whatever it is Farrell Peacock mm. or superbly Peacock Farrell. Bailey Peacock Coming, Farrell. thank you. Ba- Bailey Peacock Farrell, right? Bailey Peacock Farrell. Yeah, it sounds like literally a hipster. What's a good British reference? I don't have a good British <laughs> reference. I, I don't know. It sounds like Downton Abbey. Old fashioned, yeah. Sounds like anyway, a Python character. We, I can't believe that we would have signed little Lord Fauntleroy from, uh, from Burnley if they didn't believe that we could pay his wages. There you go. The upper class twit of the year? Yeah. What's the... Uh, isn't he the detective on that... Uh, what is it? The show that they... It's whatever. It's, uh, I don't know if it's ITV or whatever. Uh, Sherlock you know Holmes. No, it's not Sherlock Holmes. Poirot? <laughs> Matlock! <laughs> I actually kind of I, I, I kind of liked the first two seasons when it was on Netflix. The one where it's set in I think it's set in Jamaica. I think it's Death in Paradise. Death in Burn. Paradise. Yes, he sounds like he should be the the detective out of water on Death in Paradise. Are you talking about Ralph Little? <laughs> I mean, there was we an actual footballer that was one of the detectives the too. So. This has gone to absolute shit. No, it's terrible. So we'll just move on. Uh, I I will also say no because I I like I cannot believe that they would fuck this up again, given the rather uh, lenient terms they've been assigned, where it's literally just write the check for the contractual amount of money you agreed to pay your players. I mean, we'll I can believe it. I don't expect they've done it, it several times already. It. So yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're just we're staying on an optimistic bent, as as promised in the Huddersfield Town preview. How many goals will Jordan Rhodes score this year, Patty? No, I've had four years of this, not got it right once. Why do I have to continue? You do. Ah, uh, he's gonna score. You know what? Because he's not playing for us, I'm gonna, he's gonna score three. Three. Okay, James. All of them on Sunday. <laughs> Well, you just have to give me uh, a number. I will put that in parentheses <laughs> as a tiebreaker if you want. Well, no, I meant three on Sunday. Um, okay. I think he's going to have a remarkable renaissance season and score 12 in the championship. 12? Justin? Seven. Seven. Uh, you did their preview. Is he actually their first choice striker right now? <laughs> um, Maybe. Okay. That's that's good information. Um, but I I think they would like him to be, but I I think from what I what I looked yeah. at, they're kind of realistic about the fact that he's not necessarily Mister Consistent. Although their fan base, from what I saw, seems to be yeah, sure. Thinking I mean, it's 2014. Wednesday brought back. So. Who the fuck? Uh, I don't know. Marcus Tudgay. We'd probably be excited. Uh, I'll go with nine. I would be. What is Wednesday's biggest outgoing transfer this year? Patty. Didn't we get like 130 grand for a game? What? 
So you, you, you can, if you want to put the marker down on Urigide here, you can do that if you want. Yeah, that's All it. Right. James. I can't believe that Barry Bannon is not a championship player at the end of the season. So I'm going to say three million for Barry Bannon. I didn't actually ask for a number, but we'll use that as a tiebreaker because it's very possible somebody else will pick Barry Bannon. Justin? Well, I was going to pick Baz, but uh, I'll say when. Uh, you know what? I'll say uh, I'll say Dom Iorfa. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good pull. Would you like to put a number on that, or are you just going to? Uh... I don't need to unless you're going to. No, because I was going to take Windows, so I'll just take Windows. There you go. You're all forgetting that no one leaves the family. <laughs> Chancery's family, no one leaves them. What? Sheffield Wednesday player scores a late winner against them. Now against this who? this it, oh. it, so you can you can pick a ex Sheffield Wednesday player in League One. You can pick an ex Sheffield Wednesday player. Uh, they might see in the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup or the Papa John's Trophy. You pick any ex Sheffield Wednesday player. You could pick if you think Barry Bannon's going to get shipped off. You could pick, you know, Barry Bannon for Stoke City and the FA Cup Round Four or something. Whatever you want to do. This is this is fairly open ended. If if you manage to get it correct, God bless. I, I know Patty. it is. Yeah. yeah, I know it is. Yeah. I've, I've got nailed on Chris yeah. McGuire. Is he like I? I actually thought about taking McGuire. Is he actually still playing somewhere? You just Lincoln looked City. it up. Lincoln City. Lincoln City. McGuire. It's a good one. I, I like that one. James. Jeff, is this like Cluedo? It's like player with the following finish on the following type of. If evening. you want to, because this is an audio experience for our listeners, if you want to add some extra color and not just say a name, that would be a. Okay, Sam Winall for Oxford United in the FA Cup second round okay. on a wet December evening at Hillsborough. <laughs> this is like ASMR now. Yeah. Anything else? Just that you want to describe the goal? Sure. Um, yeah, it's off his ass. Um, <laughs> I mean, unmarked header is always a good bet. I feel like. All right. Uh, FA Cup round two, dodgy goal. We'll call it. <laughs> That's a fair approximation. Yeah. Justin. No one. No. Okay, that's good. That's fine. You can take you can take a blank. You can take the This null is cheating. Case. He said play the field for the last one and then no one. Uh, it was, well, first of all, Patty, wasn't <laughs> the last one. That was like four questions ago. Tell you what. Let's say, uh, can I do uh, the little Hearst shithead wherever he's playing? Hearst <laughs> <laughs> shithead. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my fucking call. Well, actually, you know what? I apologize. The little Hurst, whose agent is a shithead. Uh, possibly his father, that? too. I don't know. Well, sorry, Dave. He's allowed to be a shithead, though. I think so. Still buy uh, him a fucking drink. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with... Hmm. You know what? I've had a little bit to drink. I'm not going to make this complicated. Uh, Jordan Rhodes... Sunday, <laughs> free header. There you go. Make it easy. Oh, if you want to note, Hearst's will be like a 
25 yard thunder bastard thunder bastard under the bar right, just, j- yeah we're not gonna give you a team but we will give you thunder bastard so that's fine <laughs> bonus point for thunder bastard how many managers will sheffield wednesday employ this year patty two so you think Terry Morgan at some point gets fired or gets well, I say two. So, so that's including Darren Moore. Right, yeah. So no. I don't know, two and a half. We're going to get a replacement for Paul Williams. <laughs> 2.5. All right. Good over under. James. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this because every single part of my being and all evidence points to the contrary, but I'm going to say one. Darren, Darren Moore is going to see through a season. You know, got a point five for the Justin. Paul Williams replacement. One. Justin says one. I'm also going to say one. I think they will be. I think they will be good enough that his job's never really in jeopardy, but not so good that he gets poached by a better team. So no one thinks to replacing Paul Williams with a point five. <laughs> That's the assistant no. manager. That doesn't count. All right. Excellent. Point five. I just made the rule. You can't just make a rule in the middle of the quiz. (laughs) Look, the the history of Owls Americast quizzes is that... Oh, no, actually, you can make up the rules as you go along. Completely lost control of the show. In the the coming lockdown, by the way, we should totally have the quiz night. Jeff wants to go back to just me and him when he can actually control it. By the way, if we're hour three, can I get another drink? Yes. We're not in. There's only one more question. Okay. <laughs> and we're only, are we even in hour two? Yeah, we might be in we're hour heading, two. We're heading, <laughs> we're heading for hour two, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, it's, it's This is the preseason omnibus episode. <laughs> all right. And the reason you're Have all we here. We even talked about the season ahead. I, I don't like know why the reason. <laughs> I don't know if there's an actual reason you're here, but the reason for this segment. I left it for last. Where do Sheffield Wednesday finish in the League One table? Patty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, wouldn't you like to know? Uh, I think we will finish in the playoffs. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, six. Sixth right. place. Last playoff spot. Oh, they have seven playoff teams? I don't remember. They have seven playoff six. teams in League One? No, it's in League Two. Six. Right, yeah, there's six. four relegation spots here. But no, yeah, 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 three. That's not good. I don't like to hear that. James. <laughs> I refuse to allow myself hope for this season, so I will say eighth and happy. Justin. Fifth. Fifth. Well, no surprise to any longtime listener to the show. I always end up the most optimistic here. <sighs> Do it. Do it. First. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, we haven't got right. So before we gloat on that ridiculous uh, yeah. outcome, uh, are you predicting Millwall to go down, Derby to go up this year? <laughs> Every season so you predict Millwall to was, go down. That's actually to go. a good transition because you just jogged my memory about something we were supposed to talk about on the podcast, Patty. Uh, Derby County uh, had nine senior players. They now have <laughs> they now have eight senior players because their coach Wayne Rooney, while filling out a roster in training. <laughs> Uh, severely injured one of them on a tackle. Uh, that was described as a 50-50 ball, <laughs> which, Wayne, maybe, baby, pull out when you only have nine senior players, two of which are goalkeepers. 
There have been many times that Wayne Rooney has been advised to maybe pull out. You are oh, not going to compete. Yeah, Justin missed that. Just sat back down. No, Spanish, I... Spanish would have benefits from pulling out, trust me. I caught that. No, I, I'm not... Did you, you didn't mention that it was uh, Jason Knight that he took out. Who is, I did not get uh, around to mention that it was Jason Knight, no. That is their, like, young, up-and-coming midfield engine. Six senior <laughs> outfield players. I don't care how good he was. He, he might have been their field best the team. player. Uh, oh, just, man. Just brutal. And, you know, I feel bad. One of the uh, – I went on uh, the Derby podcast last year, um, and and we had we had some guys come over with yeah. us, and they were really nice. No, and they're, yeah, they're great guys. It was, I don't, I don't, it was wonderful. And we're all in this Something came up on together. Twitter. Well, that's the thing. Something came up on Twitter and uh, shitting on the EFL – being bad at derby and wednesday and and the guy reached out to me and offered the you know uh the handshake emojis derby county and sheffield wednesday yeah. my response was eh, I, don't, I don't think so like uh i, <laughs> I don't like I, I don't want to so. be i just still can't believe they got no, relegated by wayne yeah, rooney's derby them. county i think that's the thing that happened and we're living with yeah, it fuck, fuck them. The they're, they're the... coming down they're coming down. That's right. put that under the preseason predictions. To be clear, yes, I am still predicting Millwall to get relegated, and we'll and wrap Derby up to get promoted as usual. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this is episode one hundred and forty-two of the Alice America Cast. <laughs> what an episode it was! You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers by fellow Wednesday as Shepard and the Makers. Podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, probably anywhere else you choose to download podcasts. There's no wrong way to listen to the show. Just do what feels right. Wherever you choose to consume the Owls Americast, we ask that you rate and review the show. Have some more Wednesdayites find our ramblings. So, Justin's on Twitter, at New England Owl. I guess we've already done official predictions, so I kind of wanted to put this in the official preseason preview, but put it in here. Justin, what will Sheffield Wednesday's most League One moment be this year? Uh, I mean, a League One moment is... It's it's fairly open-ended, yeah. Yeah, no, a League One moment is definitely going to be at a team from a town I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> all and of them, they have a stadium. Yeah, it's a lot of them. And there's going to be a, an away game in a stadium that holds like 11,000 people. And it's going to be pouring fucking rain in January. And we're going to draw with this team. And they'll have been down to 10 men for 72 minutes. That is going to be the most League One uh, experience we have this year. James is on Twitter, at Manhattan Owl. James, what will Wednesday's most League One experience be in this year of League One? Uh, we're going to get stuck on the M6 on the way to Morecambe. Uh, our kit will not arrive, and we will have to wear skins or the Morecambe away shirt, which will actually look better to Paddy than our traditional <laughs> away shirt. What is the more come away shirt out of curiosity? I'm going to now, I guess, Google this. I'm sure it came out more than 10 days before the season. Jeff, we're trying to close the podcast. You're going to use Wikipedia for the next three Wikipedia. minutes. 
Yeah, listeners, Jeff is now Googling the Morkham Away shirt. Um, mind, you, mind you, Jeff just that's learned a very how to smart away kit. Uh, if you don't know, it's got a little, little white, a little white, like almost mock neck collar with a little. It's not a button down, but there's a little white stripe where the button down would be, and it's Jeff, uh, sure ch- how wide is the stripe, Jeff? C U M. And then it looks like it's uh, navy with a slighter blue uh, pinstripe. This is. I'll put it in the chat. This is like this is a very nice like Wednesday could have done this as an away kit. It would be very nice. What listeners don't know is that they have access to our chat and they can click these links too. It'd be better than looking like a bunch of pigs on the field. Mm. It's a nice little away kit. Is that that shirt made by Macron? Uh, I'm now looking at 2020, 2021, so it's not this year. Um, Guys, not great googling. Full screen sky. I can't get out. So 2021. Hang on. Can we wrap up, please? Why can't I find it? This is 2021, 2022, right? Hang on, I'm going to find this damn kit. This is my last year's Morecambe moment, kit by the way. Very Jeff good, by the Morecambe way. away shirts on the first episode of the season. They, they either have an all black or what appears to be the red with the white sash. Peru. No, that's their now, home the kit. Red, that's their regular, right, that, that's yeah. pretty tight. So they got an all black. Yeah, it's uh, an all black. It's not really an all black because no one does that, but it's like it's a... Can we, uh, can we just fill this spot with some, uh, some Sherlock's audio while, uh, it's while not Jeff does as good as last year's. It is pretty good. I can probably find a Sherlock. I, I mean, based on the content of this podcast, they're not going to like sue us or anything if I just use their music without permission. So, uh, <laughs> Patty is on Twitter. By the way, if you want to complain about anything in this show, Patty on, is on Twitter <laughs> at New York Owls and at Patty A. Jones. Hit him on both. Patty, what will Wednesday's most League One moment be this year? Oh, we just had it. You searching for Mark, uh, Markham's awake <laughs> of the season. That's the league one he's going to get. Uh, uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Federnoff Show, and uh, James kind of stole mine a little bit, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it anyway because I, I think it's different enough contextually. Uh, a kickoff will be delayed this year because Wednesday's bus gets delayed by sheep. Not gonna say what. Just at some point on some road in England, there will be some sort of sheep crossing, and they will have they'll have an easement or something, uh, and the bus will have to wait for all the sheep to cross, and it will you know be like a ten oh seven a.m. kickoff. This happens. So th- we're gonna go viral. So everyone, pay attention. If to the you sheep liked gate. the Hull City Squirrel song, just wait for the Akrington Stanley Sheep song <laughs> next week. <laughs>